Leela. Hi, Kathy. We're recording. <laughs> Hi, Don. It's been a couple of weeks, a minute since we've recorded because there's so much going on that I can't talk about yet. We need to wait two weeks, but I appreciate everyone being patient um, because I've been uh, swamped with a project and, but we're back and so excited. I have brought together Kathy and the amazing Leela, who is um her website is integralsoul.love and Leela is um, a, a speaker of the light. She'll, she'll probably describe herself appropriately. I just knew her as a coworker years and years ago. She worked for me at the theater as a bartender so she could make extra money. And I don't really know exactly how long into our friendship it happened when we were just chatting and we were, maybe you didn't blink when I said, I consider myself a witch. That's probably how it started. And you were like, yeah, of course. Duh. And, um, and then uh, you invited me over to your beautiful cabin at the time. And we had a fantastic meeting of the minds. And I started um, receiving your newsletters, which are amazing and inspirational. And I have shared them over the years with Kathy, but you moved to Canada. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago, you'll let us know. And then um, I just, it just hasn't, it just hasn't been divine yet for me to bring you and Kathy together. Because one of the things about what Kathy and I do is Kathy does her thing. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know her thing. And her thing is she is up there in that astral plane and I am her astral protector and I keep her, I like, I imagine myself holding her by her ankles, like she's a hot air balloon to keep her earthbound. And that's been my role. And over the last few years, especially with this podcast and us doing the work and working very closely together on a spiritual level, which we never really did until the podcast um, I have definitely, uh, discovered or observed that Kathy has very few peers. There are very few people that Kathy can relate to about the work that she does. And, um, I'm really excited that I feel like you are one of them. I'm not saying that you guys are going to be BFFs cause you never know, but <laughs> you probably could will. Be. You we probably could be. will be. It's and happening now as you speak. We're not even listening to you. I know, <laughs> I know you guys, you guys are just having a conversation above your heads. I know yes. it's we're in all, council. It's, we're not even listening to you. It's all happening. I know you guys definitely speak a language that I'm happy to. Um, I like, uh, I'm like seventh grade Spanish level <laughs> that I understand your language and, um, I don't speak it fluently. And I don't translate it, but I understand it. And um, uh, I know for me personally, I started um, experiencing people channeling messages from the light from the very beginning of my spiritual 
journey because my spiritual teacher was exactly that. That was her kind of calling. So I understood it. And Kathy's been privy to me only once in my life, really channeling. And, um, it was very, it was a very odd experience that I had. And, um, but I recognized it when it happened and, uh, Kathy's done it many, many, many times. And I, I like to tell the story. I remind Kathy, she doesn't even remember when Kathy was, um, Donovan was a baby. So it was like 19 years ago or so. And Kathy was just starting to experience channeling and we were doing, um, you know what I'm going to talk about. And we were in the bedroom and Kathy was like, I'm feeling a really strong presence that wants to talk, that wants to talk. I have to talk. Cause we were like meditating and we were just kind of sitting quietly in the bedroom. (laughs) This very pushy speaker came through and Kath, uh, it was almost scary. Kathy was like, he was that per that person, that energy, that entity, that whatever was like, you're a writer and you have to write this. And this is the political thing that's going on. And you have to, and Kathy was saying words that I know she did not know. And I was like, Kath, I appreciate this. You got to get a grip, get a grip. That was my first experience with Kathy channeling. And it was, um, and she can tell her story from here. So that's Leela. I'm so happy you're on the podcast. I can't wait for our listeners to discover you because you are a person that makes the world a better place, the universe a better place, and my heart. Oh, Oh. thank you. Oh, that's a heart hug happening on the Sisters Are In. (laughs) Take it away. Hmm. Well, I remember when we met, I was interviewing for that job and that's when it all started. And like all of a sudden our conversation went into, you know, the, the spirit land and you said, oh, you have to meet my sister, Kathy. And I think we did meet there finally at one point, um, quite a long time ago. Um, anyway, uh, so it was instantaneous. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm not a bartender. I'm like, that was a fluke that I got that job. It's like, I think, I think I always hoped together. I I wanted to be only working at UPAC where all you had to do was beer and wine. (laughs) Don't make me make a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of bartender I was. (laughs) That's all people needed. Anyway, that's all people needed. Yeah, and then so I moved to Canada in 2012, which is kind of an important number, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, and here I'm here in Ontario. So That's, if you're hearing delays, I just wanted to add that if you're listening to the podcast right now and you're hearing delays, it's because we're doing long distance Zooming from Canada. So that's so I, we thank you for your patience because um, we have a, we have amazing things we want to talk about. So um, I, I am so happy to meet you. I, it's an honor for me to meet you. Uh, it's, it's such a pleasure because it is very difficult. Like, you know, as you start, we, we talk about it before on the podcast is that when you start working and ascending, sometimes it gets very lonely. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. It's, it's very challenging to keep certain kinds of friends that you may want, you know, like 
people kind of fall away because you're doing different kinds of work and um like any other stereotype <laughs> like, like every uh, like every other kind of stereotype which is just truth speaking right now um it's very far and few between where you don't meet the stereotype like ourselves who are just people just living our life loving and being without you know you know without being the cliche you know which is very hard it's it's very hard and that's those are the kind of stumbling blocks that I've had along the way. Um, I have always had the gift, you know, uh, since I was 15, I realized it. Um, so I would love to know how you started. Um, so I'll just tell you a little bit about me because it's the first time you've, you've met me. Uh, well, we've, we had, a, a, we're having a conversation is, um, uh, and then when at 15, I realized I had a lot of suicidal ideations but I was a very happy person and I felt like I didn't belong in my family. And so I would close my eyes when I would be upset. And then all of a sudden I would feel the, uh, an energy and I would start talking or I'd start, my body would move and I didn't know. And then my sister Tracy helped me figure out what exactly what was happening. So I met my guardian at 15 and then I suppressed it for a very long time because I wasn't interested. I didn't, I, I didn't want to know. I, I, it, when I needed it, 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 you know, the spirits were there for me. And then in 2002, I was uh, I'm a survivor of severe violence. And so I, I had a near death experience and then I came back and then there was no suppressing it. And it wasn't the path that I wanted. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> this is not something I chose to have. So that's where I get my how mine started. So what about you? How did, how did you know and how did you start? Well, I think when I was a little child, I was very open and being, well, what I now know about myself is not just being an empath. I think there are a lot of people who are um, collective empaths and that's a very difficult place to be, especially in these days, but we can touch on that a little later. Um, so, I, I remember sitting in the back of the car when I was little and singing. I think it was light language that I was singing to myself. And I'm sure my parents were probably like, you know, <laughs> whatever. But um, I used to hear guidance and it scared me. Like I would hear, a, but it was always this, this one voice. And then so I, I ended up suppressing that probably around the age of seven or so. And it wasn't until I was, let's see, I had taken Reiki, became a Reiki practitioner in early 1990 and got into doing reflexology. I always had all these little jobs to try to gather enough money, you know, and I felt like, oh, I don't belong here. I can't do this corporate thing. I don't. Mm -hmm a career like John Lennon said and mm -hmm. you know so I, I felt like a complete failure and so my my journey really was the has been the journey of self-love and acceptance and um feeling so strongly like I don't belong I totally get the suicidal even though it's something I would never do but there right. was a time when I wanted to but all I could think of was how 
my sisters and my nieces would be so brokenhearted. I could never do that to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't because, um, you know, it's, we're here for a purpose, you know? So anyway, um, so I began to explore, I guess, psychic abilities. And I went to, I used to read the Sedona Journal of Emergence, that magazine mm-hmm. that's all channeled information. And I went to a week-long writing conference at Skidmore College. I think it was in the oh. year 2000. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, there were probably about 700 women there. It was the International Women's Writing Guild. And um, because I have a book in me that I still haven't <laughs> gotten out yet. Um, anyway, I recognized a woman there from the Sedona Journal because we had these lanyards that we had to wear with a photograph of ourselves in our name and I recognized her and I went up to her and she was all like so excited about being recognized and she was so sweet and then she offered to do a reading for me so we went out on a park bench and her guides came through and they were saying you're one of us you could be doing this you should and they gave me tips I'm getting chills they gave me Mm. tips on how to explore channeling so I I came into it very consciously wanting to open up to receiving information. And so I used to sit at my computer, which is what I still do now and, and just open up and write out what I was, what I was getting. Um, And then also from that magazine, there was a woman named Tara Sonora who lived in Poughkeepsie and I was living in Stone Ridge area at the time. Mm -hmm. So I went, she started, did these Friday night uh, gatherings like twice a month. So I would go to those and I met a whole bunch of people. And then she did some channeling classes and you know, there's all kinds of ways of tuning in, but I realized that I just have my own way and I don't, I never mm-hmm. went into a trance in a conscious right. channel. And now it's more like, um, well, there's another word for it where you just feel it. Like I don't even have to, I still do that, like reach out. Oh, where are you guys? You know, (laughs) I was was just reading through a channeling journal that I have um, last night. And one of the things they were saying to me is sometimes you, you reach for us and you're going way beyond where we are because we're right here with you all the time. So it's not like there has to be a big effort um, anymore. And it was in the very beginning, it was, you know, it was made clear to me from these teachers that the most important thing when you first start opening to channel is to make a statement that you are only bringing in the highest light and loving vibration. Yes. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of energies out there. Um, we call no it, we, we, we call it, we call it caca energy, caca energy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and you could really access that caca energy with a Ouija board if you want to go there. So That's right. <laughs> that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's it. So I, I started out um, very consciously wanting to learn this. And one of the things that I realized um, had to do with trusting myself. That was like the biggest thing, especially when I started doing readings for people. It was so scary to open up to that responsibility 
of guiding someone and there was this oh i want to get it right part and it's like you know so it took me a long time to to let that go even now sometimes it pops in if i'm if i don't if i'm not feeling a open really open connection with somebody because somebody might be a little closed or something I, if i get into thinking oh i hope i'm getting it right um that kind of narrows the channel yeah really so it's very important making a heart-to-heart -heart connection to begin with but um i i established from the very beginning that i'm only going to communicate with the highest possible loving beings and it's been um it's been wonderful it's i i the first being i channeled was called mirabai <laughs> who mm -hmm. i think in indian mythology would say east indian mythology was a uh um, a storyteller. And then from there, it went into many of one. And that's when I started doing my blog. And I was um, just writing about the energies. And my felt like my job was to assist in navigating the energies towards the shift. And so this would have been like around 2001. And, you know, by, by I don't know, 2012, like, I don't know about you, but I was so sick of hearing about the shift. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So now it's here and it was not what any of us expected, but that's another story. No, we um, talked <laughs> about that. I don't, I don't want, I don't mean to direct you, but we talked about that with uh, our friend Lawrence, where I know we were prepared the Aztecs because we were, we, you know, listening to Aztec calendar it was 2012. That's when the shift was supposed to happen. And it, it just, we had an eight year or, you know, lag in in the shift but it was it was moving and it, it was overwhelming so i know exactly what you're mayans. talking about the mayans and that's exactly what you know what happened um so um donna can you take over for a second yeah sorry sure so um when you say that you uh hello oh, can you hear us Oh, that was Kathy. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> um, so when you say when you first channeled Mirabai, Mirabai, mm -hmm. um, Mirabai, what what is that for people who don't understand the process? How does that happen? Mm. Um, there's a a letting go on my part having to let go and open it feels like a flower opening like mm -hmm. an opening sort of in my mind and to me it's it's more of a listening with my heart i didn't have this at the time and i wasn't i didn't understand that part but it was mm -hmm. just like a surrendering and just being open and clear to what information might come through and hearing the words and just writing them out and, and so um at the time did you handwrite yeah. or did you type them out i typed it out in my computer mm. but now that i think of it years before then i started exploring automatic writing yeah in the early 90s i i was uh i was um exploring the concept of automatic writing which is that was handwritten was before I had a computer mm -hmm. and it's so much it has to do with letting go of your own thoughts and opening 
opening this door or window to to this other other realm right and it, it feels like it was um it was uh what's the word i'm looking for like preordained or something that this was something that i was going to do but i didn't know it until i started messing around with this right and how do you um is when i tell people that kathy can often channel there and and when you talk about automatic writing how do you explain the difference how do you explain the difference between the subconscious and the messaging hmm. i haven't thought about that um well, you mean like whether it's coming from my subconscious? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. It just feels like a separate, well, I guess like the word channeling, like I'm opening a separate channel. Um, and also it feels, I feel the energy of the beings that I'm communicating with. And it doesn't feel like my energy. It, it's very, very clear what, what they're like feeling tone with their resonance mm -hmm. so i recognize it like recognizing friends and it it has nothing to do with me and i re i remember like people saying well anybody could do that and make it up and you know make money at it and it's like first of all <laughs> no that's right that's right second of all it's not exactly a big money making thing <laughs> either <laughs> so it's it's not even really about that. Right. We're this loaded. Is why I was barking. We're loaded. We're just loaded. <laughs> All right, right. Oh, yeah. So, Kathy, I asked her, when people, when I talk about channeling, yeah. uh, the, you know, the healthy skeptic always says, what's the difference between channeling and the subconscious? Like, how do you, so Lila was explaining how she physically felt when it happens to know the difference. Yeah. So what, how do you explain that to people? Um, I usually, well, there's, it's, it's, it feels like an energy shift, like your body, you, your body doesn't belong to you. So it feels like you, if you could just imagine your body just moving to another seat and watching somebody else kind of take that energy over for me, that's what it feels like because there's different ways of being empathic, right? And um, there were, and also psychic. So we have clairvoyant, which is, clairvoyant is when you see, right? So clairvoyant is when you see, clairaudient is when you hear. Oh, clairaudient is when you hear, right, you're right, yeah. Yeah, to, so, see. yeah. to see, and then there's clairessence. Because people often ask me, do you hear people say, hey, can you tell my friend? I was like, it, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like somebody's talking to you. You just know what they're saying. It's like this feeling of knowing. And for skeptics, um, I usually, that's when my guides usually do tricks <laughs> and says, oh, so you mean your cousin named Norma who lives on a mountain in Tennessee says this, 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 oh yeah, I'm making it up, right? You know, it always seems to kind of, backlash when people become and also i don't i feel like it's not my job to kind of you know it's not my job to kind of convince you that this is a real thing because the work is about love and so when when you can channel and you can chat the different and also another thing is like there's a difference between channeling and mediumship 
I get that mm -hmm. question. Do you get that question too? So the difference yeah, is that, and, and I need you. We need you because oh, I don't. Good. That's good because we um, are often asked for references for people who do mediumship because Kathy doesn't do that. I, it's a choice that I, I, I chose because first of all, just, just having, just being open to what uh, the energies that I have and the work I have to do for it, which has become a full-time job. Um, my philosophy on it is that it's, it's, for me, it's too difficult because it becomes more therapeutic because it's like, you want to connect to somebody that you, you love that you once had a relationship with. And I only have like 15, 20 minutes or an hour with you. And then you have to leave. Um, there's not, sometimes it's not closure. And what was happening is that when I was learning, this is now, this is like 20 years ago, learning about it is that they would linger. And I just couldn't, I, for me, it was just too much energy for me. And so I made a decision that um, I would just not do mediumship. Medium is when you can channel someone who is come, who's come from the earth plane to the next plane. Uh, channeling is when you take from the highest vibration energy, um, you know, the highest cosmic level, positive, higher forms of energy, and you bring it down for wisdom. And so that's how I learned what channeling was. And that's kind of what I use my channeling for is to help people emotionally heal and uh, so that they can heal. Um, but the mediumship for me was really difficult. So but what about you? What, what do you like doing about mediumship? Did you have a different experience? Um, yeah, the, when I've done it, it's usually um, the, the person who is wanting to connect with the person who deceased is, um, there's like an open, like the deceased, so-called deceased person, is already there waiting to mm -hmm. connect. Usually they might um, have sort of uh, tapped their loved one on the shoulder mm -hmm. and that sort of set things in motion for them to find me. I mean, mostly I, I do work with um, people who are wanting to clear away beliefs and patterns and you know, things from other lifetimes, energies, so that they can embody their divine soul essence more fully. And sometimes mediumship will come into that. Um, yeah, if there, if there seems to be a connection that needs to be made. And it, it's, to me, it's been really beautiful. I don't, uh, whenever I'm done with a reading, I do like an energy, um, I guess, clearing and strengthening my boundaries so that I don't have any yeah. lingering energies with, with anyone. That's really important. Um, you know, I just felt like, um, at, like you know, people from who, who I, I have, I have connected people from the other side and family members when I know it's a connection of that. I know, I know will be healing, but when I, because I'm, when I'm in the public eye, I often get people like, can you please connect to so-and-so and so-and-so? -and -so? That's what I, I choose not to do. Like when they say I can, cause I really want, because I felt like um, maybe they don't want to talk to you. Like, it's not like if, if the person, if the client wants to connect with somebody, that's, that's really hard, you know, to say, well, you know, and I don't lie about it. I'm not going to say, oh, I can't connect. I said, no, uh, you know, John is here and this is what he says. And how do you feel about that? And, and that's, that's a whole different 
that's an to me that's the earth work that I think goes deeper than the spiritual path. Like that's the beginning of really working on earth work when you're working on relationships like that. Um, when you need that closure, I think we can talk about that. But I think when people come as a client and have an expectation that you can talk to somebody who's passed on, it was like a pressure that I just was like, this is not, this takes away, this takes away the, the purpose that I know that God wants me to do with, with, with my, with the gift. So that's why I had a difficult time, but I love, I love that you are sharing a pod, the positive because they hear my mouth all the time, <laughs> you know, like about how my perspective is, is that it can, it is a beautiful thing when you can connect on all levels and you can, you know, have closure and have understanding of your karmic, you know, your karmic connection to someone who's passed that might free you so that you can be a whole person. You know, it, it's just like, um, I feel that we, we have, you know, I always say there's enough sunshine to go around, you know, Don and I say that like, like, I'm not the only person that does that, you know, who, who can channel and can work with people. It's because every, we're like artists and everybody does art differently. Every psychic does their art differently. And mm -hmm. so you have an extreme high, you like, you, you connect to, a, you know, the Akashic records and you go in there and you go through the file cabinet and you're like, I'm going to help you. And you do, you're looking at the finger and going through the files. And that's like, that's an, that's an amazing, that's an, that takes a specific person to come to you to have that final closure, you know? And so I, I really admire that, you know, that takes, that that's a lot. It's, it's amazing. Well, I did a, I did training for that, um, with, uh, called soul realignment. And so I did that work for many years and now I'm, I'm not so much doing that anymore. I drawing upon the knowledge of that, but just opening up in my own way, because everything, changes you know and um all the time and now right now it seems more important for us to clear our ancestral lineage which is you know mm -hmm. in our dna so we're carrying around that um baggage as well and i've done i this winter i started contemplating that and and working on my own own issues uh and have found that there is a way of um, releasing my ancestors from the trauma. I mean, look at the history of humanity on earth. It's very traumatic. Yeah. And we're, we're holding that in our DNA, really. So it, it's, and it really goes back to where, what's the beginning of that? It, to me, it seems right. like you go all the way back to the beginning of I don't know human consciousness so and that we all become related <laughs> we're all cousins yeah so, um, <laughs> so I, I was doing this um, I was looking into um, poverty like poverty consciousness and that like my mm. my mother's line went back out on the right side of my body which is my mind going but oh the female side is the left side but then it's like okay thanks for your input but this is what i'm getting so we're going to go with that and then then my father's line was coming up behind me on the left and i was trying to locate where is this uh 
this lack and this poverty. And it was, it was really interesting. I discovered there was a hook in me. Um, there, oh, wow. there was really, I mean, it's on both sides, but mostly on my mother's line. And I discovered, I don't know if we want to go into this, but it was just, I, I discovered a lot of very angry women. Oh. Um, yes, women who were, you know, maybe their husbands drank a lot and they just had to be available to them. And then babies would come and they're angry mm -hmm. at the children and they're angry at the man and did not treat their children very nicely. And oh God, yeah, it was quite, it's a legacy of, um, oh my computer unplugged. It's very, you know, a very painful traumatic legacy. And then one other time I was, I was uh, doing this exploration and came upon war wounds of mm. men who had been in war and ones who felt so horrible because they killed people. Oh, it was, mm -hmm. it's so tragic, you know? So, so my exploring that gave, gave them a chance to, you know, to have a voice and to release their, their trauma. Yeah. It's your, you know, I, that is the, that is the, 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 the be most beautiful umbrella, like the view of why working with your spirit is so important. So I feel that like um, my job, like when I listen to what you do and how you help other people spiritually is that I feel like the training that I've had that led to me to, for the work was the mental health field. Like I got trained in mental health and then I got, you know, and then I had this experience and then I was trained under uh, a, somebody who is, uh, you know, a high priestess who is incredible and, you know, taught me a lot, but a lot of my um, ascended masters, I learned a lot of my, the work from, from my channel through my guardians and my ascended masters. And so it was really hard to explain why I knew the things that I, I do, but I feel like my job when I work with people is to help them on earth to regulate their emotions so that they can be open to have discussions with you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I say, you have the power to understand beyond yourself, the higher self. There's a whole, there's, I explain that there, there's a whole world that is connected to you. Lineage, um, light fields, cosmic, uh, through DNA, the, the quantum physics of it all, but you have to get past the fear-based thinking of life here on earth. And then I get, I, I take them through these levels, right? And then they get to here and then I say, okay. And then they seem to find their path to try to get, to really connect with their higher selves. So for, for the listeners who know me very well and now are getting to know you, that is, that is, it's like you just totally beautifully um, put out like how I was, always say that each spiritual uh, worker and light worker and, and heart worker, we all have this job and we all work together. It's not one person doing the job that we all come together at some point to help everybody get to that connection so that they can have a divine path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and leading up to what, instead of higher self, I like to say divine soul essence, because higher self makes it sound like it's far away. 
And that essence is, it's like a flame that's in our heart that was never put out no matter how trauma, traumatic our experiences have been. Um, and we want to embody that and we have the opportunity to embody that more and more fully now mm. at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am, you know, like working in the mainstream has, has been for me, like, you know, working with children and families, um, so that they connect that, that they have more control, that there's a bigger part of them as that connection, um, is, is, I really love that, the, that work that, that I've been doing with that. And I think that's a, that's an amazing thing. So I feel like we're always being brought to where we're needed. And right now, like you said, a lot of people are really sad. There's a lot of angry people. People are now, I think that a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of us are understanding. And I say us as the humans, I really understand that we, you know, we are more than what we see. And that's the beautiful part is that they're more open to this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, on Patreon, I had a really, um, I woke up and I always wake up at like three o'clock in the morning, you know, at like three o'clock in the morning, I guess I'm always doing the work. And so I was having conversations with, you know, my spirits and, and, and I watched that movie soul. Did you say it's a Disney movie called soul? No, I've heard about it. And now I I really need to check that out. Yeah. And the reason is, well, not the reason, but why this movie was incredible is because it, it really like put, how we how spiritualism how some of us feel how it works they put it in a cartoon so kids could see it and they understand it and it's amazing and i remember and i belong to an alchemy group and so we were having the conversation where i always have difficult time like i don't know why i've always like i don't want to be here i can't wait to ascend my whole goal is like not to come back i don't know why you put me down here i had all that like why this is not what I wanted to do. I was very agnostic, like this about it for years. And then it was, and then I finally, like after, you know, really doing the work and really getting into myself, I really understand that that's the whole purpose is for me to find a joy here on earth. And that's the one thing I needed to understand is I have to be here and I have to see the joy. This movie totally explains it 101, which is really good for me. And so I was trying to share and try to explain it again, one-on-ones, because not everybody knows, understands the language is like, there are billions and billions of souls, but only a billion people, human walking capsules that we can go in. And we fight to get down here. And like, we live, and I'm like, I still don't understand that. We fight to come down here. And then I get the questions. Well, what if, why would we want to come down here when, you know, children are being hurt and there's abuse and there's war and there's all these things. And the epiphany for me was that, well, when there are possibilities to experience love, you will walk through fire to understand the possibility to feel what we feel. And it just makes me emotional because Nobody wants to go through pain, but you have to, to feel the possibility to have the joy, the things in life on earth that means the most, it's worth it. You will survive and you will challenge and you will conquer it. 
just to feel, just to hear the music, feel music, to see art, to feel what it's like to, to have love, to experience true love, to experience divine light, to experience the joys that the earth actually gives you. And that's why people fight to be here. So we actually won the lottery. Us three are sitting here having a conversation. We won the lottery. We got a chance to come down and now we have to make the most of it. And so it, it just like kind of just clicked finally. And I just get excited because the simple, the simple way to explain the spiritualism part is so great because then more people would be open to talking to you, to talk to me, talk to other people so that they can find how you, what you're, how you explain it, the inner essence. And for me, your highest, most highest part of yourself. There, there, there is that connection. So I don't know why mm. I went on a tantrum like that. I think you just brought it out in me. I don't know. <laughs> tangent, <laughs> about not it. tantrum, tangent, Kathy. Tangent. Uh, yeah, well, and one of the things that I do is help people to release what's in their way of experiencing their own divine essence, you know, which is from our programming um beliefs and patterns and then you know back to the that includes the ancestral programming so once we clear that it's you know and it's an ongoing process so work in progress <laughs> are we all um how do you yeah, work with someone there's, but there's so much support what's that Donna? How, how do you work with someone well, especially now in these so, times. Mm, well, um, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I do a lot of work on the phone. So, um, so I've worked with people all over the world. And uh, it's, oh, so I tune into their field. And this, you know, it took a long time, much practice to get to that point of being able to just tune in and feel the, the energetic um, vibration of someone. And it's, it's all about energy. That's, that's what, we, we all have this capability. I mean, how many times have you walked into a room and sensed that, ooh, something's a little off here. You know, maybe somebody just had a, a big argument and you walk in um, or things are happy and you feel that. So we're all very sensitive to energy and, um, it's just that there's so much stuff in the way of, of knowing that and believing it and experiencing it. Um, so anyway, I tune into their field and they're coming to me um, with, a, with questions. Uh, and, you know, so their intention is to already get clear. So we're working together. And then I have a, I just, every session is different. I, um, whatever comes up, that I'm sensing, and then we begin to talk about it, and then I'm looking for the uh, the energy that's in the way, that's interfering with their their essence, with their life flow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talk to them about that, and we clear it together. And it's not like uh, you know I'm waving a magic wand and I'll clear it for you. That right. doesn't work, right? So right. it has to be the person experience mm -hmm. um so so that's how that's how we 
we work together. It's a collaboration. And, That's such, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's such an important message because recently um, there was somebody in the sisters' lives who um, consulted dozens and dozens of spiritual workers with their issues and kept going from person to person expecting things to be fixed for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nip that. Yeah, I should be very clear about that. That's, that's not how this works. I have to meet you where you're at. Yep. And, and I, another thing I wanted to speak about because so is, is discernment. Discernment is so important and you only you can discern for yourself what is truth or isn't because there's a lot of um, spiritual teachers and influencers out there who may have a different agenda, you know, that may be Preach something it. else. Preach yeah. Um, looking for people to give their power away and people are so willing to give their power away to someone to get an answer or you know i that is such um i used to get people like that in my practice but i don't anymore and it's it's um i i put it out there like i want to work with people who really want to help themselves I, I'm not, um, I'm not a fixer. I'm, I can't fix anyone. And I don't want people coming to me with that, wanting to give me their power. Uh, it's, um, it's very uncomfortable. Mm. So, but there are plenty of people out there who will take advantage of that. So people have to be very discerning about who they're going to listen to, um, even on YouTube videos and all kinds of things. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we talk about that all Thank the time. You. That's a regular conversation here, especially with mm, me and Kathy. Good. You know, um, I always say when people will reach out to me, maybe through social media or maybe through, um, I don't know, or even casually, and they'll say like, oh, I should get a reading with your sister because I think my husband is cheating on me. And I'm like, Kathy doesn't want to see you. Like, Kathy has no interest in that. <laughs> Just so you know. And here's here's a clue. If you think he is, he probably is. So save your money. You're going to need a divorce lawyer, you know? And so, um, you know, there's, there's you know, bigger fish to fry, so to speak. Like, let's let's concentrate on, on real work. That, yeah. And um, uh, Kathy and I went to, uh, like, a psychic conference fair <laughs> or whatever. And I, I really say something about psychic fairs. Yeah. So, oh, please, yes, please feel free. And um, I kind of like to engage the, I, I almost like a cat with a mouse. Like, I kind of like to be like, oh, yeah, guy, sexy guy, you think you got ma sex magic? Okay, let's talk. And Kathy's like, no, get away from him. We're moving on. And she just like, <laughs> No, 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 like doesn't want to participate, but go ahead, say what you want to say about psychic fairs. Oh, well, I used to, back in my earlier days, I used to be like working at psychic fairs a few times. And um, sometimes I found like uh, in this one that I used to go to, uh, I was like the new reader. So everyone flocked to me, uh -huh. and, but they, they would say, um, tell me about myself. <laughs> and, 
it's like, you know, ask a vague question, you're going to get a vague answer. It's like, no, 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 I, I need, I need a little more direction than that. No, that's all. Just tell me about myself. And it, it was like, it was so painful to me to do that. <laughs> Lila, you know what I call them? Um, another I, call time. Those, I call them the psych, I call them the psychic police. When they want to test you to see how good you are, the psychic police. I'm like, you're not the psychic police. Get out of my chair. I don't even engage. I say, give them their money back. Don't test me. Don't test me. Well, I wish I had had that um, strength back in those days, but I, I was still dealing with my own issues of doubt and am I doing it right? So, yeah. you know, one time I got this woman who like, tell me what my grandfather used to said, say to me when I was <laughs> little and I'd be like, um, sorry, but, but one time I had this really interesting experience and this was, um, I think this was the last one of these I ever did. This couple came and they were firing questions at me, asking me about people who had died in their life. And I was just, it, it was, it was like a lightning round, you know, <laughs> a game. They're like this one and that one and I'm, I'm picking up like oh I can see him standing there like this and he always wore overalls and then they'd be on to the next and then finally they asked me about this they named this one person and I was flooded with this feeling of such joy that this woman they were asking about was um she had a like a mental I don't know disability but she always got what she wanted so I started describing her to them and I'm like she was so delightful to be with but she could always get what she wanted out of out of everyone around her but they loved her because she, she was just radiating love but she was she was um she knew what she was doing even though she was like technically simple-minded or something and the two of them ended up with the biggest grins on their face and then they looked at me and they said we've been testing you and I said oh. I know and that was it they left and then I felt like these two, they felt like almost like they were extraterrestrial or, or they were like some angels came down to just give me a boost and, and let me know that you can stop yeah. doubting yourself and just move forward. Um, yeah. Normally a story like that is so awful, right? But, but yeah. it, it had a, I had a different reaction. I felt like it was graduate like I was doing one of those oral exams. <laughs> good, good. That is a really good way to look at it. I, I think, you know, I, I started reading so young, like at 15 and our sister Tracy really trained me well with that. And I just, I, I think that because I, I didn't want it, it felt like a fine, I'll give you an answer. Everything was always like, okay, I'll give you an answer. It was never like, let's sit down. Like, you're so pleasant. You are so pleasant. Like, let's sit down. It, it, for me, it was like a work thing that it, it became like, like uh, an expectation. And so I think that, especially with family and friends, family and friends or friends more or less because they knew I could do it. My friend, Jen used to take the card, like take playing cards and say, what card is this? And I'd be like, nine, five, four. Like I can literally see them before they would come up. That's a, that's, and then I would go, well, if I could do that, why can't I find missing children? And then I would be mad at God, like, why are you giving me a gift where I could read, read a deck of cards 
but I can't find, I can't get the lottery tickets and I can't find missing children. And I'd always be so like, like I just had no control over it. And then once my friend Sally Ann, when I was in my, this was in the early 2000s, where I was, I had to leave my, my kid's father and I didn't have a lot of money. She was like, you're coming over to my house and I'm inviting all my girlfriends and you're going to charge. And I'm like, I'm not charging. And I felt bad for charging. That was a whole thing. That's a whole thing, right? Like feeling bad for charging so much, you know, she's like $35 and you're just going to do readings. And I was so nervous because they were giving me money. It was different. And that was my test because I had no choice because I had to put food on the table. And I realized like, I can only do what I can. And I understand that nervous is like, like, I felt like it was like, um, if I did it wrong, I'd be responsible. Like, I felt like I was so responsible if I said the wrong thing, like I could change somebody's life. That's a big responsibility. It is. And it was very daunting for me too. Until one time I was talking to somebody about it and she said, um, the message isn't for you. The message is for the person. And they may not understand that message until a year from now. It's not your business. You just translate it, put it out there. And if the person's like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't mean anything. And then like a week later, they might be like, oh, that's what that, you know. So you never know so you just have to let it go and oh my god it took me years to um get to that point yeah yeah it it was that was i I totally relate and it's amazing and and what you do is um it's so needed and it's beautiful and you're so amazing and i just get very excited when you know at least you know that you can understand like it's really you know sometimes it can be difficult the job's not easy and people think that what I don't, what I like to talk about is that it's my friend's husband taught me. He's like, he's a dentist and he loves me so much. And, and he thinks some that cat's pajamas. So I don't know. Is that a thing? The pajamas? No. All What's right. the pajamas? Is that it? Thank you. I have an ally. I'm not talking to you, Donna. I have a friend now. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so he used to say to, I used to feel because people would just come up to me, just like you said. So tell me about my future. Tell me what's going on. And I would feel bombarded and on the spot. And I, and I would never know what to say or how to respond to it. I didn't want to be rude. And then he said, imagine me coming, being in the grocery store and a friend coming up and say, can you please check my molar? And I have exactly. to charge them, come make an appointment. It's $380 for me to take your tooth out. And then you pay first and then I'll take your tooth out. And so he taught me the value that just because the overhead, you don't see the overhead, there's practice, there's training. Lately, you, you trained your whole life for this. You've had a natural gift. You have um, done self-work to do it. You have sacrificed relationships to do it. You have, you know, all these things that go with doing this work is more than what people see. And so when you really connect to a spiritual counselor or spiritual, be mindful that, you know, the money is not, it's, it's the worth, it's, it's worth the money. It's worth, there's value to us. It's not because we're trying to, we're not asking for $10,000, as I always say, or $5,000, or we don't want your bank account number. We're just asking for, 
the value that the education and time that we put to keep this gift going. It's, it's not something that, you know, it has to be um, like working out, like you said, it has to be used, you know, and worked out. And boundaries are so important in so many ways, like just the energetic boundaries that you need to have when you work with people that people used to come up to me or friends would contact me. Oh, can you just look into this and that for me? And finally I had to be like, you know, you don't go into a store and say, can I try this out? And you, you know, you, it's, it's, there's no difference. Um, and I, I had to, boy, it took a lot to, to be able to, say that especially with friends who you know don't realize that it, it's I, I've worked really hard to and that's a great point you know and Don has helped me out through the years too but I don't have a voicemail for right. that reason my phone with my phone and especially years ago know, Sophie and I counseled Kathy that uh, she doesn't need to have voicemail because so many of her clients would just bombard 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 and leave voicemails that it, she was like stressed out from it i, I broke down yeah. I, I it was we so like, overwhelming stop taking voicemails it's done like we're all in contact we message each other we text each other like we have a system in the family it's not that important for you plus we have her husband's phone number so that was something that kathy like a safety plan that we had to put in place for her for that reason so so like you're saying boundaries is everything and in life not even with this business it's just like you know you don't you're not on anybody's beck and call right. and i don't owe anybody anything i don't you know if i have a session with you once i it's because i love you in that time we're doing the work and there's all love there but it's not an on-call thing it's not a friendship it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a sacred time and space and we have to make time for that and uh, so er, the more you're talking about it, the more I'm like, yes, can you continue talking about it? <laughs> Keep talking about it. <laughs> oh, this is all the stuff I've learned, the, the thing about boundaries um, and discernment. Mm. Um, Those are really good. Yeah. And I, I want to say, um, I, I will do mediumship when it comes up in a session, but I'm not really into doing mediumship sessions so right. i just want to be good to I, I have this good other work i do that, that is yeah. really good. i think more important for people um to become clear in their lives you know and I, I think that's what we all want i mean you know i i was born in 1954 things were dense and there there wasn't a lot of um spiritual understanding mm. true spiritual understanding so yeah, I've, I had a lot to unpack. <laughs> and I mean, I, you know, I had a, I didn't have an abusive childhood. It was, you know, thank goodness, nothing too horrible happened, but there was still trauma. And anyway, it was just, um, um, I can't remember why I started talking about that. <laughs> it was, it's just that there was a lot to clear that yeah. I feel that. I right. Right. Um, I just want to mention if you're uh, those on Patreon who can actually see this conversation, the artwork in the background, like you're great. You do a lot of um, artwork, very similar to Kathy. Kathy just created an Oracle deck with her artwork. And I've um, 
wondering why do you have an oracle deck with your artwork leela no but i am um but i think you should I, that's that was my heavy <laughs> hint i was like what are we doing we're making this happen we're making this happen <laughs> yes no it, the seed's already been planted i don't have any examples right around me can i can i just get yeah. something yeah yeah, yeah sure while yeah. you're gone i'll talk about you yeah kathy her artwork actually reminds me of your artwork and she often if you um go to uh, i'll say it again integralsoul.love um and you sign up for her newsletter very often it will be a beautiful piece of her pastel or her watercolor or her um, paintings and then it's it's the channeled message from the, you know many or her, her artwork is really beautiful and you can tell it's channeled i mean it's you can yeah. just tell it comes from sometimes comes from great spirits leela can, leela can i tell you something sometimes when you send the newsletter i was just saying to our listeners that you're you it will often come with a piece of your art and like there are so many times where i just I just look at the art before, like for a long time before I even read, or sometimes I'll just look at the art, let it resonate, and then I'll go in and read. And so I enjoy your art as much as your actual writing. Wow. Thank you. I'm, I'm, that's great to hear because it's, it's, again, it's energy and it's like an energetic message. Mm -hmm. um, it comes through like that. It's gorgeous. To sometimes when communicating with the different beings that I communicate with, it's like a download. It's like a something beyond words, and then the words filter through into my meat head. <laughs> but um, the words it comes out as words, but it starts in an energetic feeling vibration. Um, so. These two pieces are about death, actually. Mm. This one is called Birthed into Spirit. It's, I'm, I'm like, I'm just so focused. I put my glasses on. It's, I'm so focused on it. It's so, it's so expressive and gorgeous. And I love that one. And it's so funny. I have a piece that looks like that. Yeah. That's so funny. Don't I have a lot of pieces? That's yeah. so funny. Tunnels. I do the tunnels, too. You know what? I just want to say before, you know, I don't know, Layla, I just want to say thank you for paving the way. You know, um, I, I know that I, you are, first of all, you're stunning and gorgeous. I can't believe you were born in the 50s. Like, like you're stunning. Um, I was born in the 70s. And you, you by, by following your path, you paved the way for people like myself to not feel lonely, to do it. I'm so glad. Thank you for that reflection. It means a lot to me. Really because, uh, yeah, no, because, you know, it's, it's like I said, there's a, there's a stigma that happens. There's a stigma that comes with it. There's a, there's a hiding because of it. There's a, there's all these things that when you, it wasn't as open, but even in the early 20, you know, 2000s to do it. So I recognize that having this conversation with you, it's you're showing me that, you know, how real it is and, and how hard you've had to work to be your most authentic uh, self and you, you weren't afraid. Like as hard as it was, you, you came into it. And because of that, I am able to now do it and talk about it. 
and be open well, about I was afraid. I was very afraid. <laughs> and that fear goes back. When you said hiding, this goes back to other lifetime information where we got killed for doing what we do. We got right. burnt at the stake and who right. had, you know. So um, there, there is a, a, I know a lot of people are afraid of shining their light in the world because of that. Even, yeah. if, even if your light takes you into performance or I don't know, just being good at something, you don't want to um, call attention to yourself because then there'd be people who are jealous and that can get, you know, it's just, we still deal with that, but not, not in a sense of um, fear for our life, at least for the most part, not here in our, in our Western world anyway. You know, Donna showed me a piece uh, that you channeled, it was from Metatron. And at that time, of course, I, 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 I knew, I know Metatron, I work with Meta, Metatron works with me. I don't work with Metatron, he's very bossy, but he like, you know, I, I know my role with Metatron, but like, um, you know, it was, it was private. Like for me working with, just working with Metatron was a very private thing. And Donna showed me a channeled, writing you did and I was in my training and I never forgot what you wrote and that now I remember and that writing made me talk to him and be open and then I was able to then channel that and channel him uh channel that energy and so you inspired me just so you know, I, I, I didn't put a face to a name to what it was. It took me a while, but- Are I you saying wanted... it took you a full hour to realize that this yes. is the Leela that I was sending you? Y You're yes. such a dipshit. <laughs> no, I'm not a dipshit. I'm defending myself. I, I, I'm not falling back on my brain injury, but I had a brain injury. Yeah, okay? that's true. That's true. I had, I had a brain injury So yeah. uh, in 2016. So it takes me a minute. And then all of a sudden, I just got hit with, you just hit me. Yes, and this I said, is her, Kath. This is her. I, I just can't believe it. <laughs> I don't, I have to ask how long, how long ago was that? Because I don't remember ever channeling Metatron. I, I feel like I, I only made friends with him recently. So we, no, if you can make friends with him. I, yes. I, no, I remember. I remember it. It was you sent an email to Donna. It was an, it was an email, right? You sent emails. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like her newsletter. She sends emails, but right. I think I probably, I think I forwarded you that it has to be since we've done the podcast. So it has to no, be the last three years. This was, no, this was years ago. That this was be. when I was in, I've been, I, I mean, I've been sharing you Leela stuff when, when it resonates with what we're talking about. Yeah. I, you showed it you. to me when we were living together. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I remember <laughs> you you did a channel. It was all writing, and it was amazing, and it was beautiful. And I remember seeing the name Metatron, and I just met. I was just he was just starting to work with me, and it inspired me to not be afraid and continue the work. And so I remember that, and I I I. Even if, like, like I said, I remember it that that it inspired me that much, that because you you sent it to uh, your newsletters, Donna would get it once a month, right? You did once a month letters. Mm -hmm. See, I, I remember. I started them in 
uh, like 2003. I yeah. used to call it the Vibe Report. The Vibe uh-huh. Report. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to just send them out in an email, and then eventually I got a website. I made a website, and that was how long ago? Because I yeah, was like that- 2003, 2004. I was training. And I got my ordainship finally in 2006. So I've been working for a few years and in training for a few years. And uh, it, I, I, it's so funny. I remember that. And dad was like, you got to look at this. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I have I, to tell you, this still happens to me today. Every time I send out um, my blog and I, you know, I, po- I publish it. And then I also go through the MailChimp thing to get it out to my email list. Uh-huh. I experience a great anxiety every time because I'm showing people who I am. It's really- Oh gosh. you will have that. And I think about people saying the dancer Martha Graham used to throw up before she went on like stage fright. John Lennon had stage fright, you know, and it's, yeah. it's similar to that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna show who I am again, you know? <laughs> So it, it's just part of it. Um, yeah. And I, um, so it's, it's fear, but I, uh, not that I want to boast or I don't want to boast, but boast. I think it's okay. the thing about courage is moving through fear and doing That's it right. anyway. So no, we celebrate it. Takes a lot it. of courage. Yeah. We this. celebrate it. We yeah, celebrate it. Yeah. I, um, show yeah, this show is, us. This is oh. stuff I've, so I, I've been doing these mandalas as part of one of my readings. So um, I, as I'm doing the reading, I'm seeing colors and whatever we're talking about. And after the reading, I'll go and I'll, I'll do a drawing. They're beautiful. A meditation tool to gaze on and then close your eyes and different ways of putting it through your energy field and that kind of thing. But um, this one, oh, I didn't label it. Um, I think this one is gratitude. So it's um, a circle with a star because we're on the, they I'm can't taking, see it. I'm, I'm taking pictures and I'm going to post it on. Oh, good idea. Don. When yeah, we good idea. I, have some okay. on my, I have some on my website, examples of ones yeah. that come through for readings. Um, but this is the beginning of an Oracle card deck. Cause I have a whole <gasps> bunch yes. Of and that's what we were talking about when I had to get up and just show some of these drawings yes and i thought i wrote on the back what they are i'm ready I for your oracle deck well anyway here's another yeah. one. Oh, that's great those are that's beautiful. great that's beautiful this is, this is just pastel pencils on black paper it's really beautiful um, thank you so um that's what it, it's going to be take a while to get the drawings done and then to channel whatever the information is. Um, so Donna will take pictures of yeah. some of your pictures and then we'll put them yeah. uh, on our Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And we'll have all your information. And Thank um, you. when you sign up for Lila's um, newsletter, tell them the sister sent you. Tell her the sister sent you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That'd be great. For sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was such a pleasure to meet you. We didn't get to talk about property clearing. I know. You know, what? Property. Maybe we you know what I think? I think we're going to uh, schedule you again, maybe in a month and we'll talk about it. How do, does that sound good? That's great. 
Thank yeah. you. I You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Yay. I'd love to have you back. So let's leave them wanting more. And we, will, um, we will have Leela back and you guys can compare notes about some of your um, property clearing uh, expulsion experiences. That'll be really fun. And uh, in the meantime, Leela, when Kathy said, when Kathy's going to try to stop recording and not completely hang up <laughs> on you so we can actually formally thank you, but in case we don't, we're going to, and she messes up. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, we're going to get you back on the podcast because it's already, this hour went by so fast. And um, I encourage everyone to sign up on integralsoul.love which is amazing. It's the only website I know that's not a .com. Good for you, Leela. Dot love. Dot love. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and get a reading from Leela or, you know, go back into her blog. It's almost like um, when people say sometimes you read something that it's exactly what you need to hear in the moment. That's mm -hmm. the kind of you know, that's the kind of information I get from you, Leela, when you do share your, your channels. Beautiful, beautiful really stuff. Great. Really great. Thank you so much. They don't much. come out every month anymore for some reason, but, um, when they anyway. do, it's when they, they do, it's, it's called divine timing, right? <laughs> divine timing. Thank you right. so much. Oh, so wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye everybody. Thank you to all the listeners. Yes. <laughs>